Man, the NBA season is upon us. The Harden saga continues and the clinic predicts which preseason performances are for real. I'm Ro Zapanta. This is the clinic, all NBA podcasts. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Woo. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I want my guys in here to think back 20 years ago. It's the summer. You got ESPN on, ESPN2 on. Which one do you watch? And one mixtape tour or the 2004 Olympic team? Let me hear it, y'all. Oh, man. Let's think about that one. John, how you living, my friend? And one mixtape, no question. And I am doing oh, great. Yeah. We got basketball. NBA season starts in what, five days? T minus five days? I'm stoked. Let's get it. Yes, sir. And of course, Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm going N1 mixtape as well. Uh, I'd be doing a little better if I trusted my gut and took the Jags against the spread, but that's a story for another sport and another time. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, Sammy. Always with the bets, man. JJ, I got to ask you, dude. What are you watching? I got to go with N1. It's me too. N1 all around. And boys... We had some NBA preseason games, but first I want to talk about our NBA season preview. And the first thing I want to stop off or start off with is who we think the most surprising teams will be this year. And I'm going to have John kind of kick this one off. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something at you guys that I'm sure I'm going to get scoffed at for, but I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm going with my oh, man yeah. here, Ben Simmons. Ben oh, three-pointer Simmons. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. But, yo, I, I get it. I know, I know, I know. Just let me explain myself, all right? Give me the opportunity to explain myself. Let him cook. Look, let me cook. <laughs> you can't even let me cook because JJ keeps with a soundboard, man. All right, all right, let me compose myself and get myself back together here. Look. I know Ben Simmons. I've followed Ben Simmons. I know all about his past. But when Ben Simmons doesn't have any expectations behind him, when he doesn't have the the world thinking that he's he needs to be this kind of player, I think mm. he's going to surprise people. I think the reason why Ben Simmons has not been able to perform the way he ha- we expect him to in the past is because we expect that team with the six, whether it was with the Sixers, whether it was with you know that that trio when you know when Brooklyn had the the, the superstars is. They expected him to, to take over and win the championship. Now you have a team that's coming under the radar. They have they have a, a solid young group in Mikhail Bridges. They have Nick Claxton. They have they still have Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, who is a great uh, guard, you know, great defensive player. And I'm telling you guys, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to surprise a lot of teams. And I actually would not be surprised if they sneak into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. That is my pick, and I'm sticking with it. John John is just picking the Nets because they picked up Lonnie Walker. <laughs> his, his hero, dude. He, he, thank you. For, they, I almost forgot the most important point. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of in the same boat as John here about this Ben Simmons hype a little bit. Because he looks, I wouldn't say significantly better than last year. But at least he's getting on the court and trying. 
And I think if he trends in a positive direction, I think sky's the limit for Ben Simmons. So I think that's the big hope here. And of course, I love me some Mikel Bridges. What do you guys think of the Brooklyn Nets this year? Surprising team for you guys, or is it going to be kind of a dud for you? Kiki. <laughs> if Ben remotely gets back 75% of what he was in Philly, I could completely see this happening. It's just at this point, that's such a leap of faith that if I'm going to be wrong on it, I feel like I'm going to be wrong on the they're going to underperform. I get the logic. I get the argument. I mean, Bridges started to really break out when he got traded there. So I could see it. And the East, the other part that plays into this, is a huge question mark after the top two. I think that's relatively easy to stay, right? So yes, them hitting their over-under is 37 and a half. They go five over that one 42 games. They could easily end up in the five or six seed because we don't know what the bottom looks like. So could I see it? Yeah, but I just I can't have faith in in Ben until he actually gets back on the court and we see it in like 60 games, which is still 75% of the season. So that's where I'm at on them. JJ yeah. agrees. Next, next topic. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JJ, I'm going to have you kick off the next surprising team. Okay, so I was going to say the Rockets, but I think one of you could cover it later, so I just got to play favoritism here, and I'm going with our team, Jin, the Golden State Warriors. I yeah. feel that having Chris Paul, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I might... Have to bite the bullet. I know John and Sammy will probably text me later, but after seeing Chris Paul play, it's addition by subtraction with by you know comparing Jordan Poole. And what I mean by that is Jordan Poole, when we saw him last year play, there were so many moments, especially in crunch time, where we would be pulling our hair and being like, What are you doing? Either by ill-advised shot, a valley time turnover or just not even competing at the most important portion of the season, the postseason. And the MVP of their Lakers series, John, wasn't LeBron. It was an AD. You know who it was? It was Jordan Poole, baby. And now that we don't have him on the team, I think we're going to get our chemistry back. And I think the Warriors won't be a bottom feeder team like they were last year. Yeah, I, I, for, for me, I think surprising is is a tough word yeah. for this team. Okay. You know, because I don't that's, think... That's fair. Because if they're successful, I think people, most people are going to be like, all right, like I, I told you trading like CP3 minutes for Jordan Poole minutes. I mean, that it makes too much sense. But I think the only people that would say that it was surprising if they expected the Warriors to really miss the spark plug that Jordan Poole was potentially, you know, like two years ago, the spark plug that he was. What do you guys think? I mean, you look at the team, they're going to be very, very smart to begin with. They're going to know how to play off each other. Like CP and those guys will figure it out fast. I don't I don't doubt that in the slightest. I'm curious about a couple things. I'm curious about what the closing lineup looks like. And I'm also wondering, and I'll almost bounce this back for a question, is the team going to be athletic enough now with where this roster is at this point? 
outside of Kaminga, I, I don't see a lot of bounce. Like I, I see very smart players who will know how to play off of each other, but that that spark I feel like might be something that that would be helpful. So that that's where I stand on it. John, what do you think? I'm going to reserve my thoughts because I know in the next we're going to be talking about our most disappointing team. So I'm going to wait for that oh, section. Okay. I'm going to wait for that segment. But I will say, what's going on here, guys? Because JJ has complimented CP3. And I understand that he's on the, the Warriors, but this is this is unprecedented territory that we're, that we're, that we're diving into here, guys. I'm just saying he's better than Jordan Poole. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. JJ's yes. hiding his hiding his new CP3 jersey underneath if I, if, right if, now. If I if I see if I see a, if I see JJ with a Chris Paul jersey, I'm gonna lose it. I, I don't know what I'll do. I'm well, gonna, I guess I'm I know what I'm getting JJ for Christmas. Then. That'll make this one real easy. <laughs> All right, Sammy, who's your surprising team this season? All right, so this is kind of. Um... I almost want to call it a public pick because I've heard a lot of hype for them, but I, I'm really liking the Thunder this year. I really like what they've put together, which is sad because they basically did that at the expense of my Clippers uh, in a way. But you look at that starting lineup now, and I just I love the versatility. You're looking at Shea, Giddy, either potentially Dort, maybe Kaysan Wallace as a defensive player, Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren. Chet's looked great in the preseason. He looks like that piece that they really needed last year. Just a big who could block some shots, but at the same time could play inside or out. They're young. They're not going to have a lot of load management issues. And I just, I think they're going to be such a pain to play against. I I know their over-under has actually gone up a lot. So that means that people are buying into the hype. But I really think this team could finish four or five out West, which is to me a big statement because of how stacked the West is and very, very high on them this year. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Shea finishes top five in MVP voting. So that's where I'm taking I'll even add to that. I wouldn't be surprised if Chet wins rookie of the year. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's pretty crazy that like if there wasn't a Victor Wembanyama, I feel like the Chet Holmgren hype would be way, way bigger. Agreed. It feels subdued, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's just kind of an afterthought to Wemby, or like, oh yeah, we have this unicorn Wemby, and this is like his his arch rival like Chet Holmgren his lesser half mm-hmm. so to speak John what do you think yeah I love this team I agree wholeheartedly I, and I mean one of the guys that we haven't really talked about that is a baller is Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. that kid can ball he's mm-hmm. young he's he's sneakily athletic for his size and he has I mean he can score at all three levels if you watch him closely he is a player I mean and then you have guys that are obviously that are kind of like more role players but they're also building on their skills like Dort he was never a shooter and he became a much better shooter he's obviously an excellent defender and I've, I love this team and I think like Tierra's point SGA and Chet are going to lead the squad but they have so many they have a lot of talent they have a lot of players that know their role um they have size they have athleticism so yeah i love this team man i think they're going to be able to make some noise for sure yeah. the youth is obviously the only you know probably their limitation but that just comes with the territory they'll, they'll continue to learn and grow but i love this team yeah, yeah and going off of that too i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt go ahead, go ahead. Um, but just if they come out and they play relatively well and they think we can go for it they've got the cap space and the picks 
that they could add someone like the names I've heard are like a Siakam or something like that, for example, they could easily get anybody they wanted. So if right. if they come out hot and they feel like they want to add, they could do it now and they could integrate a new piece, I think, better than almost anyone else could. So that's the last other thing I, I was thinking about this, too. I think this Thunder Squad also is kind of like an early favorite for like uh, the NBA's like darling like team, like how every year, like maybe a few years ago, it was like the Memphis Grizzlies before John Morant went crazy. Maybe last year was like the Sacramento Kings and that whole like light the beam story. I feel like the Thunder this year might be an early favorite for that sort of championship. Um, but now with my team, my surprising team for the upcoming year is wait for it the houston rockets i'm gonna go with the houston rockets here and they drafted amon thompson cam whitmore they added van vliet jock landale dylan brooks of course who had an amazing olympic <laughs> olympic season this year and you know i feel like the pieces are just kind of slowly coming together for them also they have that you know the young star Jalen Green, who has had a tough couple years, but I feel like his deficiencies on defense are going to be covered with Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks next to him. The big hire, though, is the hiring of Ime Udoka. And I feel like his coaching, along with that squad, is going to be way surprising. I mean, last year, what they were like 13th, 14th in the West, something terribly awful. And I feel like they could be like a sneaky play-in team potentially. It'd be tough for them to get into play-in, but I feel like they might make it a little feisty. That's why I'm putting them under the, the most surprising team for me this year. What do you guys think? I like what you said. Udoko, when he took over the Celtics, he made that Celtics team a top defense. Number one during the 2022 season, the Rockets defense last year in terms of defensive rating ranked 29th fellas second to last mm. you add Van Vliet and they targeted him remember James Harden pressed hard to go back to the Rockets and basically Houston said nah we're good we're good Van Vliet we're not gonna get the old school home hero which is saying a lot and the addition of Dylan Brooks I know that he annoys a lot of our fans out there and even us at times but he didn't make all defensive team last year. So for the point of attack perimeter defense, you have veterans in Dylan and Van Vliet that could potentially help out the youngsters like Green. And I'm going to say a quote that I just said before. Uh, it's, um, what is it? What's the Michael Scott quote? Uh, minus uh, subtraction is what is it addition by subtraction sorry and yeah. addition by subtraction what i'm referring to is kevin porter jr he was a headache agreed straight yeah. up so yeah. i don't have to lot. get into all seven incidences that tmc wrote about <laughs> but i think that's just saying enough in the locker and out john yes I actually, that's a great point because I was actually going to bring that up. So thanks for stealing my my uh, thunder there, JJ. So no, Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, ironically, we just he got traded to the team that we just talked about, the Thunder. Yes, although which, they did wave him. Oh, they did wave him. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. they trade. They bought two second round picks and waved him immediately. That was uh, okay, what happened. Okay. And he hasn't but, been signed, right? He's still free no, agent? no. 
Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, obviously with all his off-court issues. But uh, honestly, I, 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 yeah, this team, look, I know Dylan Brooks is uh, the hero of the Canadian FIBA Olympic team, winning, winning it all. Oh, no, sorry, coming in third, right? They didn't win it all. They beat the USA. That pretty much winning it all if, if we're being honest there so but i love this i mean that the team has a lot of youth they added some pieces they also have you know who we didn't mention is uh sangoon and he is he's a great great piece i think he's a great player i think he's a lot of potential um so i, I definitely think this team can make some noise too i think I'm, i agree with bro though i think like play in is probably the best we're gonna get with them so I'm I'm with you to an extent. Um, I actually really think that the Doka hire is going to help Jabari Smith more than anybody else. It seemed like it was hard for yeah. him last year to get the ball enough because Porter and Green dribbled it through the ground <laughs> at times. Um, so I think Udoka will just have them playing more professionally. I do feel like this team needs a consolidation trade. And what I mean is I they have a lot of young talent, but it's almost like they have too much in terms of like B and C pieces where there's almost too many to fit into like a nine or 10 man rotation. Um, so I wonder if there's a couple pieces you can trade away, like, you know, a, a Jay Sean Tate with an Eason, for example, to kind of upgrade a piece or two. Also make room for Cam Whitmore to play a little more. So curious to see how that goes. I do think they'll be better, but it might be one of those things where it's only incrementally in the standings because the West looks pretty deep this year. And then we really see the benefit in a year or two. So I like it. I think we should see a nice step forward from Jalen Green this year. Um, but probably, yeah, playing is probably like really high end of the spectrum for me personally. If they get into the play in, is that surprising to all of us? For me, yes. The play -in, uh, I mean, no, I think they can get 10th. Yeah, you're, to get the 10th seed shouldn't be that hard. No, right? But okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm. I was just curious because like this, yeah. this West is looking pretty stacked. Um, but anyway, let's go to the most disappointing team for this upcoming <laughs> season. Sammy, kick us off. Okay, friends, Ro, don't hate me because I know this is one. I think your number two team. Um, I don't know if the beam is going to light as much this year, and I don't mean it as a shot against the Kings. I just think last year, everything went as perfectly as it could. They were extremely healthy, no injuries, pretty poor defensively, and it didn't affect them that much. Injuries normally are one of those things that regress to the mean. You don't hope for it, but it's likely it's going to happen. I think other teams behind them in the West got a little better. So I think the three seed is where they finished last year. I, I can't see it this year unless everything goes completely perfectly again. So disappointing for them would, me, would be for me. I think this team, almost just by improvement around them and non-perfect circumstance, could fall right around the plan. Six, seven, eight. Somewhere Whoa. in that range. So, and it's, it's just because I think the West is going to be very good this year. I think a lot of teams reloaded and they're not going to be worse per se, but a lot of other teams are going to be better. So that's that. That's my thought. What do you guys think? If Ro could virtually reach across the screen or reach across the screen and punch <laughs> you, he would. Being his fourth favorite team is just like, it's crazy. No, okay. 
This is why I'll disagree. And I honestly, and I'm not doing it just for this show or for the episode. I actually disagree and I'll tell you why. Because I think, while I agree with Sammy, I think they're going to, there's going to be some regression here to the mean. I do think that they were, last year they had a very fortunate situation with the way they didn't have any injuries and things were really clicking. But I think that they are going to stay where they are, or at least improve, because I think there's one piece. I think Keegan Murray is going to make that leap into who we think he is capable of being. Being the number one, the fourth pick in the 2022 draft, I think he's going to make a significant jump into what we saw last year. And I think that's, you're going to see with him, obviously, him, Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, and all the other pieces, right? They still have Barnes. I still think that they are going to be able, like, the firepower that they have, and with Keegan Murray's ascension, at least my my thought of his ascension from year to year, it's going to put them still in the, the top echelon of the Western Conference. Well, for me, man, I... The biggest thing for me, I think, about the Sacramento Kings is that they have continuity. And I think that's something that we take for granted. But the, I don't know. It also worries me that the biggest offseason signing was uh, the EuroLeague MVP, like Sasha Vizenkov, and they didn't make any other big additions. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, this team does. But for the next disappointing team, I'm going to have John kick it off. Oh, here we go. All right, JJ. Hell no. Cover your ears. Put your earmuffs on. (laughs) Well, okay, based on the soundboard that JJ just uh, blessed us with, who do you think my team is of the most disappointing? So I'm going to go. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. I'm going to spill the beans here. The Golden State Warriors are my most disappointing team. And I'm not just saying that to get a rise out of JJ, even though that that was definitely part of my thought process as I was choosing a team is that coupled with the fact that the Warriors core their superstars right hall of famers are on the decline um i think draymond has been declining over the past few years and i think it's been pretty evident steph is obviously steph he's still doing his thing but he's another year older clay thompson has had serious two serious injuries in the last few years and he's getting older as well and i think we can all agree objectively that clay thompson has regressed significantly from the 2015-2016 season and that's understandable that's expected and so coupled with the fact that with the fact that they they signed Chris Paul and look Chris Paul you can make an argument that he's a hall of famer but he's also 38 years old and a lot of what he was able to do in his prime a lot of the things that he was on the court right he obviously is still one of the greatest minds in basketball he's a savant when passing but physically you can only do so much when you're that age and the reason why i know that is because i'm 39 and i have a hard time getting out of bed so if i if that's what i'm doing imagine what chris paul is trying to do out there on the professional (laughs) basketball court and look I, i just think that the warriors are limited athletically physically they don't have much size they have Steph Curry, and he's going to win them a lot of games single-handedly. I mean, he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. I'm not taking in away, anything away from that. But I think Clay Thompson has a, a, a... There's a question mark around Clay about his extension. 
And I think that's that's intentional, right? Like the, there's a reason why Clay hasn't had an extension signed yet is because I think the Warriors management and leadership see the writing on the wall. And that just comes with like father time is undefeated, guys. And I hate to say that, but it's the reality. And I think the downfall of the Warriors, like when I say downfall, I mean just the significant decline that you'll see that we're used to seeing, which is opposite of this domination that we've been seeing for so many years. It's gonna come sooner than later, and I think that's gonna you're gonna see that this year. So, apologies in advance, JJ. I hope you're still my friend, uh, Ro. I hope you're still my friend, RJ, our video producer. I hope you're still my friend. I love you guys, but I'm just I'm just this is my 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 true thoughts. You okay, know, get fire this guy from the pod, dude. <laughs> if, if John has a point that Father Time is undefeated, fellas. I'm just gonna use the point and change my disappointing team to the Lakers because <laughs> LeBron. That's fair. That's fair. No, no, no that's, that's totally fair. Team. That's totally fair. That's not my team, John. Okay. Don't worry. Relax. But I, I would love for you to rebuttal. Rebuttal me. I, I would love it. I want to hear it. For the Warriors. Yeah. I just don't think you could count out Steph Curry like you could count out LeBron. That's that's the main argument, and I think that's all the ammo that the Warriors need. And last year was a weird year. I think people often forget that we did win a championship 2022. And it's all contingent though, John, with Kaminga's rise. Yeah, I think... Go ahead, Jin. It's a good point. I think there's like a 20% chance that the Warriors are a disappointing team this year. And I think the big reason is what John's pointing out too is that we're, we're older, so injuries may come. Yep. And the Warriors' depth, it, they're not trusted pieces. I mean, you don't know what you're getting from Moses Moody. We like Kaminga as like a thought because he's so athletic and all this stuff. He has all the potential in the world, but he's still unproven. I mean, I like the addition of Dario Saric, but the, the depth on this team is not great. So there is potential for a disappointing season, but I'm going to move us on here. JJ, who's your most disappointing team? I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks, Jun. Just because of last year, what we witnessed after the All-Star break, they really fell off. At one point, they were a top three uh, seeded team. But then Dallas, after the All-Star break, they were 10 and 16, guys. And like Sammy, you've talked about this, like the give and go, my turn, your turn between Kyrie and and Luca. Luca. And on top of that, their defense. And what do we always say on this pod, Sammy? What wins championships, man? Defense always. Defense and I don't know, man. I don't I didn't see anything that was noteworthy in terms of their roster pickups. I don't think that even if their offense is clicking on all cylinders, and they did score a lot on their possessions with both Kyrie and Luca on the floor. I'm not a believer especially with the new format of how we have 10 teams and not even making the playing that's very concerning with two superstars sammy talk me out though what do you think i'm i'm in the same boat i can't talk you out of it because i i don't like i don't like the team's construction i don't like any team with Kyrie on it that doesn't have a very strong personality to keep him in check which i don't think luca is I haven't, there's no track record for success on a Kyrie-led team unless LeBron is on that team. 
I don't think this team has enough defense. I agree with you there. I just... I don't see it. I, I would honestly not be surprised in the slightest if they don't even make the plane again. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. Um, do either of you disagree with our take or with how we feel about this one? No, I think this has disappointing team alert all over it. What about you, John? Agreed. 100%. Okay, my disappointing team. Don't, don't get mad at me now. Just because I think there's some potential here. It's the Miami Heat. And okay, let me explain, boys. <laughs> they had two big losses. Two big recent losses. They lost the NBA Finals. And then they lost the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. And in that, of course, they're very disappointed that they don't get Damian Lillard. They lose Gabe Vincent. They lose Max Struess, who were both very good defensive players and also very good three-point shooters. And now, who are we replacing them with? I have no idea. I don't know who's going to step into that role. We're just guessing because of heat culture that we're just assuming they're gonna find people to fill up these roles. You know what? I think there's potential here that these roles aren't going to be filled. I know you're saying, oh yeah, it's gonna be Tyler Hero. It's gonna be Tyler Hero. You know what? We've seen Tyler Hero. You know what that got them? That got them the eighth seed. That got them to barely making in the playoffs last year. And when you're a team that doesn't take the regular season seriously and you always sneak into the playoffs and just expect to turn it on to the playoffs, you're expected to have one down year. And I think this year, without Max Truce, without Gabe Vincent, is going to be the year because I don't know who steps up into that role. That's when what Jimmy, I think. When Jimmy Butler showed up like the additional member of the Fallout Boy, <laughs> then I think that's when we all knew that the Miami Heat were going to have a disappointing season. But yes, I agree with you, bro. I think they're going to have a disappointing season, but I would never count them out if they make the playoffs because time and time again, they've shown to defy all odds when they make the playoffs and their backs are against the wall. But yes, I think this might but be this the is, year. This is what I'm saying in the spirit of the question. Is it more surprising that they make the playoffs or is it more disappointing that they don't make the playoffs? I still think they have a solid team, though. I, I don't think it would be as surprising to make the playoffs. I think they, okay. I, I know they I lost Struis. I know okay. they lost Vincent, but they still have the core team. Like their best players are still there. Best players. I do. I understand that they lost some role players. But again, I think Sammy mentioned this in an earlier episode, or maybe it had been JJ. I, I apologize. I can't remember. Is that a lot of it is their system, the system that they have integrated and implemented their their culture is that they can breed winners regardless of who they are and let's be honest that's how max Struess and gabe vincent became relevant because if we're being real and i get it gabe vincent is a laker now but i'm going to be objective about it he's not he's a mid very average player and so is max Struess. but they performed way beyond their expectations and a lot of that has to do with the culture the system and eric spolster what do you guys think? I think this team always finds a way, and I don't want to say what I'm going to say later here, but they always find a way to add talent for what seems like less than the cost should be. I agree they don't take the regular season seriously. Clearly, they, they don't care. They just want to get into the playoffs. It just feels like they always end up getting there. And I don't know how I feel about the Vincent and Struess losses yet. I... 
more they solid rotational pieces for them, yes, but it it feels like those are the kinds of players they manage to find some random undrafted dude every year who ends up being a contributor. So I see where you're coming from on this take, but I just I can't doubt I can't doubt Ball Out Boy yet. Was that the name that was going around? Ball Out Boy? <laughs> Ball Out Boy. Yeah. Ball Out Boy. Yeah. Yes. That's right. All right. He's falling off of John's. Our next Ball one, we're going to go with the uh, League Pass team. So basically a fun team to watch that isn't your team. JJ, I'm going to have you kick us off. I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans, guys. With, of course, the contingency of Zion is healthy. We got our boy CJ, your boy Jim, CJ McCollum. <laughs> we got your boy John Ingram. And we got um, Alvarado too, Jose Alvarado. And they've always looked good. But what's always been the issue, fellas? It's always about their health. They're 18 and 8. When those, when those three played last year, they were 18 and 8. And everyone was talking about this high-powered offense. But it's, it's always coming down to injuries. So, hopefully, this is the year that everyone's healthy and they ball out. What I'm kind of like, you know, pumping the brakes about is that there's already drama before the season started with Zion. And hopefully that doesn't carry over to the season. But it doesn't look good since Zion has had issues off, on the court with injuries and now off the court it's like can this guy ever catch a break yeah man i completely agree sammy who is your team i'm gonna go with your number three the portland trailblazers all right um, <laughs> i i like what they're doing i i don't think they're going to be very good this year but i do think they'll be very entertaining between scoot shade and sharp simons dominating over there now maybe gonna be yeah. a little little more assertive now that he's not playing a, bun a bunch of uh, established stars and the other reason I think they're a league pass team is because they're not going to play defense which means that their games are going to be wildly entertaining both ways no matter who they play so for those reasons I think that their games are going to be a lot of must-watch basketball a lot of nights very curious to see what happens on uh, during their games yeah I'm very excited for Scoot Henderson um John Who's your, who's your will, league pass team? I will keep this short. The Houston Rockets are my league pass team. And for one reason, basically, is Dylan Brooks. Certified clown, <laughs> if we're being real. And it's like watching a train wreck, right? You don't want to watch it. You shouldn't watch it. But for some reason, you're just glued to it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Dylan Brooks is a clown. He's entertained, but he's entertaining. I will give him that. Like every time he's on the court, he does something stupid. But to me, that's entertaining. So I'm going with the Houston Rockets. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Now we're going to go for one bold prediction for the season. JJ, what, what's your bold prediction here? Defense win championships. I don't like the Aiden trade. I'm predicting that the Suns will have an early playoff exit. Oh, man. Early, like first, second round? First or second. The furthest that they'll make it second round, though. Wow. Oh, man. That is definitely bold. My bold prediction for this season is that Ben Simmons will have similar averages for the season as Draymond Green. I'm expecting Ben Simmons to have a bounce back year. I know Draymond Green, sometimes he has, you know, those triple singles. 
but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Ben Simmons can do the same. Hopefully, what Ben Simmons does though also translates to wins like Draymond Green does for his team. Um, John, what's your one bold prediction? The Milwaukee Bucks will not make it past the second round of the playoffs. Oh man. The clock will be broken. No Dame time. And you I think, think it's, it's going is it's it going because to be of Dame? Defend- I think it's going to be defensively there there's too much there's going to be too much penetration because they they lost a lot of their their um backcourt defense. And so I think it's going to affect a lot of things you'll see. So I think they're going to lose in the second round. All right, Sammy. Well, uh, first, before I get any further, just uh, if you want to back up that Ben Simmons pick there, a very popular sports book, 60 to 1, most improved player. Make yourself some money, fake me later. Um, so earlier, <laughs> I mentioned that Miami finds a way to pull in talent. I think James Harden does get traded, but I think he ends up in Miami for some Ooh. very cheap cost. Ooh. And uh, You know James Harden would like that. Yeah, here Miami has uh, some certain establishments that he would very much enjoy. So even though he doesn't end up near this beach on the Pacific, I think he ends up near the Atlantic instead. (laughs) I like it, guys. And with that, we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances at winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Use code Clinic All NBA for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a feature called Slide the Line where users can raise or lower line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Download, download the app indeed. I'm going to skip us ahead a little bit. I'm going to talk about some of the preseason hype that happened earlier in the week and guys i want you guys to tell me which performances you guys think are real i have a few of them here i have jordan Poole with 41 points in 27 minutes versus the new york knicks i have devin vassell with 25 points in 25 minutes against houston i have scotty barnes with 22 points four blocks two steals versus chicago i have chet holmgren averaging 18 points per game over 60% shooting in the preseason, averaging 22 minutes a game. And I have Jonathan Kaminga from our Golden State Warriors, the highest scorer in the preseason. So which of these do you guys think is the most real? Okay, I'm going to start. And I'm going to start because I want everyone any listener and i want the camera to kind of pan on jj's face right now because i'm going to say (laughs) this strictly for his reaction jordan Poole of the washington wizards 41 points in 27 minutes versus the new york knicks look i get it jordan Poole, no longer a warrior acting like the harlem globe charters out there acting a fool mishandling passes dribbling the ball excessively but I think that Jordan Poole is going to be a lot more free in Washington. And when I say that, I mean no expectations. There is no... The spotlight isn't on him. And when guys go away from the spotlight, they have a tendency to 
grow and build off on their actual they don't there's nothing to worry about they're just going to play freely and i think you're going to see a lot more performances this like this from jordan Poole. now will he play better defense probably not probably never but i think you're going to see consistently this kind of stat line he's going to average a lot of points so in terms of that i think these are this is a real performance because he's going to consistently do this throughout the year jj go ahead i mean <laughs> i can't hit on that answer man because when you play for the wizards you could basically do what you want they're not competing he's just just he just wants to blow up that stat sheet and he's gonna get whatever he wants scoring wise and he did that in the preseason even his own teammate got mad at him for ball <laughs> but it's, it's going to be something similar that we've seen with monte ellis starberry for those that don't know who i'm talking about um, Stephon Marbury. Stephon Marbury. And uh, even to a certain degree, Steven Franchise. Empty calorie stats. No yeah. wins. Nope. Th- this is this is definitely like a good guy on a bad team kind of situation. And, I mean, we all know Jordan Poole could get buckets. And he's going to get these ridiculous stat lines every now and then. And then you're going to see Washington Wizards fans being like, I can't believe Golden State let this guy go. We're going to see that all over Twitter. And, you know, I'm happy for Jordan Poole just because it was kind of a toxic situation for him. He's making the best of it. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to get very many wins in that team. Um, Sammy, what's 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 your uh, what's your pick here for performances? Real? Well, I talked about OKC earlier, so I don't want to go back into that. Um, I actually think that uh, Devin Vassell is going to have a really nice year. Um, Spurs just re-upped him, five years, 150, so they're very invested in this kid. He's got some playmaking ability and some scoring ability. We just didn't see it last year because no one watched them. And now he'll have all kinds of freedom with Wembenyana uh, there, some space to operate, and I, I think he'll really benefit from it. I think it's one of those things where it won't necessarily show on the wins losses this year because that seems going to take some time. But I do think he's going to turn a lot of heads this year. So I, I like his situation and the potential that he's got with the Spurs. Yeah, I like I liked uh, Devin Vassell coming out of college, and I think the biggest knock on on him was that he's he was more of a defensive guy than he was an offensive guy. And now you're starting to see that turn around, just like I mean, just like Kawhi Leonard, right? When he got drafted by the Spurs, and it sounds like Devin Vassell might have found his shot. JJ. What which which of these are or is your pick? My pick is going to be Scotty Barnes. So he had a tremendous rookie year. We all saw it like a bit of a setback last year, but it seems that this summer he took the offseason seriously. He looks a lot quicker. A lot of the Raptors fans love what they're seeing in him and he just looks like he could get whatever he wants in the paint. And he looks like he's a physical dominant force on defense. So I'm really interested to see if he could keep it up this season and have that year that we all wanted him to have last year. So my pick is Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I'm also expecting a big leap from Scotty Barnes. Um, no more Fred Fred and Bleat, so the even more ball handling for Scotty Barnes. We'll Good see point. what that equates to. Now, boys, I'm going to ask you guys to call your shot. First up is finals matchup and winner. 
What do you guys think? I'm gonna have, let's see, I'm gonna have Sammy kick us off here. I was literally debating this until about two minutes ago. And I finally decided out east, I'm gonna go back to Boston. I think their biggest flaw last year among other things was coaching. And I know Missoula is still there, but I like the fact that they added a very experienced bench staff for him. Um, I know, I think Sam Cassell's there now, and they added a couple of other just really experienced guys to, to help with that decision-making. And he'll be a second year into the job. Last year, he got that job unexpectedly, and you could tell at times he wasn't ready for it. If Porzingis stays healthy, they're going to be really balanced. And I think with Smart, it was one of those things where he was too dominant a voice in the room, and I think they needed to kind of clear out the room and let Tatum and Brown assert themselves. So I think they will be there, and I like Denver to come back out of the West. And I, a team no one talks about. The team that no Nuggets. one talks about with the best damn player in the NBA without <laughs> any hesitation. So you have who, Denver who playing Boston who? in the finals. I am going to say in a seven-game series, I think I'm going to take Denver to repeat. Oh, man. Okay. So that'll be my pick there. MVP was even harder. And I, again, this is almost a shot in the dark. We're going season MVP? Yeah, we're going season MVP. I am going to go with Giannis. I think having Lillard there will open up all kinds of space for him to roam offensively and defensively to just accumulate stats, and they're going to have spotlight on them all year now because of that trade. So those will be, that's calling my shot. John, what do you think? Okay. I am not going to go back on my word. And... Everyone here knows who I picked in the East, and I'm sticking with that. So, in the Eastern Conference, representing to go to the NBA Finals are the trusty process Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, man. All right. And they will be playing my Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, the depth of this team will get them to the Finals. They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year where they did get swept by the Denver Nuggets. But I think that they've retooled, they've learned a few things, and I don't think it was a coincidence that they made the Western Conference Finals. I think they the continuity building on that health, you know, with, it, with keeping in mind the health, obviously, I think that works for any team. But I still think that they, they are going to make the Finals against the 76ers. And my winner, Look, I gotta, I gotta stay unbiased or biased. The Lakers are gonna win the championship. My season MVP. Wow, this is a, this is a great question. I'm gonna go with. Oh man, this is tough. You know what? I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns. I like that. I time. think, I think the Suns are going to. Look, I think they're, obviously, I think they're going to flame out in the playoffs. I think just being too top-heavy is not a recipe for success, but they are built to dominate in the regular season. And I think their best player, given how they voted in the, for MVP in the past, is that your best player is typically going to win the MVP with the best team with one of the best records. And I think that's going to be Kevin Durant. JJ, what you think, uh, man? I don't know how to change it up because the boys basically covered all angles that I wanted to cover. So for entertainment purposes, 
I'm just gonna throw something crazy. I'm gonna say Steph for MVP. Because I don't think uh, the voters are gonna vote Jokic and Giannis to get their three peat or three MVPs, not three peat, but vote them in for three MVPs, okay? Even though they're the best. I think Steph has a chance. Um, so I'll say that. And for the finals, uh, I don't agree with this, so just note I'm doing it for the pod. I'm gonna say Bucks versus Warriors. Dame versus Steph Ooh. for the ring. I like it, man. For the NBA Finals, I'm going to go with the Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Of course, I have the Warriors coming out on top again over the <laughs> Reeves. These are some homertastic picks, fellas. Yeah, that's what I'm Celtics. talking about. Heck yeah. But, Sam, Sammy, Sammy didn't, why didn't you pick the Clippers? Because I'm a realist. You're, you're, you're a realist. <laughs> okay. Well, we're realists too. Okay, come on. Give us, give us a break. Okay. Season MVP. I know you guys are going to Try to shoot this down immediately, but just hear me out. I'm going to go with, no, hell no. I am going to go with Damian Lillard. And the reason why I go with Dame Lillard is that the Bucks are going to have a really good record, right? In a weak East. And Dame is going to have the potential to have ridiculous stat lines this season. Ridiculous efficiency. Not a lot of people pay attention to the defensive side when it comes to Uh, season MVP and who's going to have the ball in their hand when there is an important shot to be made and it's not going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo we're going to have conversations who's the MVP for the Bucks is it Dame or is it Giannis because this team is winning a lot of games I could kind of see this happening so I'm going to vote Dame Lillard because he has not had an MVP he hasn't even finished top 5 in MVP votings before. And I think (laughs) the voters need something new. So I'm going to go with Dame Lillard. Not a homer pick at all. Not a homer homer. Not a homer homer pick. pick. Not because I'm from Milwaukee or not because (laughs) I used to be a Portland Trailblazer fan. Not a homer pick at all. No. Anyway, boys, that's actually all we have time for today. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you all. John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, it's great to be back. Let's get it. NBA season 2024. Let's go. I'm Detective John. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Always good to be here, man. Can't wait for the season to start. Sammy takes it all the way. And of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Ro Zapanta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Who is my daddy?